Hey everybody, welcome back to Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I am your host, Chris Doris, and every once in a while, we like to switch it up a little bit, and we're doing that this week. We've got another highlight reel for you where we go back into the archives and we, we select a handful or two handfuls of our amazing badass guests and we, uh, we, we pick out some nuggets of mental toughness gold and we put them together in a, in a highlight reel here for you. So we've got that for you today. Now, as a reminder, uh, if you're not getting the notifications of uh, the Tough Talks and blog posts and, and if you aren't getting your 6 a.m. daily dose, the daily dose, that's my morning email blast where I send out the daily dose of mental toughness tips in 30 seconds or less, then we need to address that. Let's go ahead and just resolve that issue, if that's the case, by going to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S. ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists. Put your name and email and bam, we hook you up with all the goodies. All right, enjoy the reel. And as always, until next time, create miracles. The woo way. Um, the, the idea of surrender. Okay, like Bruce Lee philosophy of water. It's like water flows. It, it can crash, it can flow. Pour it in the pot, it becomes the pot. Put it in a lake, it becomes a lake. It just, it, it's, it's the ultimate form of surrender. But because of that, it has the ultimate power, right? I mean, what's more powerful than water? It's 60% of our bodies, we can't live without it, right? Um, so that's, that's mental toughness to me. And I'm glad you said that it's not, because I think when people hear mental toughness, they're like, well, your toe hurts, you gotta walk on it, because turn that pain off in your head. And it's like, not really. It could be more like, my toe hurts, let's change the relationship with hurt if it can't be fixed, you know? That, to me, that's surrender. We don't live out of facts. We live out of stories. Mm. And what I mean by that is that this is how you can check it for yourself. A fact has absolutely no energy around it. It's never good or bad. It just is. Mm. The second it has energy, the second we decide something is good or bad, it drops into more of an interpretation, and then we create a story. Once we have a story, we tend to not want to lose that story. We turn that story into facts. We think our story is actually factual. Mm -hmm. And then once we have that story, we do what I call we build armies. Because if we're going to have a story, we want to be right about it. As a human being, we have a conscience, right? So a good person is always right, right? We want to feel justified mm. if we have a story, especially if a story about somebody else or something. And so how do we feel right? We build, I call we build an army. We go out and we talk to people and we get consensus. And so once we get agreement to our story, we begin to think, that our story is fact and we treat it as if it's fact even if it's not and I walked out the door I sat in my car and I started to cry mm. which is the first chapter of my book and which is always what I do when I'm uncertain and scared is I cry I listen to chapter one and then I get over it and I pull myself together and say hmm I called a few people I'm like oh my god you're never gonna believe this I lost my job crap you know I had worked so hard I did a good job you know and you start thinking why me what did I do wrong and then well I called you and you congratulated me <laughs> that helped <laughs> and actually a few other people helped you know Rob who Youngblood who does my website phenomenal job and I called him he goes thank goodness he says because I wasn't really quite sure what I was gonna put on your website that him. you would allow me to put if you were still employed 
And, and it freed you up to do so many things that you and I have been talking about you wanting to do, but you were concerned about doing because of dual relationship yeah, stuff dual and like conflict, you know, and all of that. conflict of interest. Yeah, what I meant. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the next morning, I so, woke so, up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so literally the next morning, so less than 24 hours later, I woke up and said, I'm going to start my own business. And if you're a leader listening to this, if you're a manager or a VP or a senior VP or a CEO, you have to bring courage. You have to be in that in that state of mind of all inness as you go and set quotas. If you go to agree to an operating plan and your board is on you and your investors are on you and you just maybe get intimidated and you don't go in mentally tough and you agree to a plan that you know your people will never be able to do, the whole thing breaks down before you even start. And the cool thing that I found in doing this exercise was that there was a ton of stuff on that piece of paper that um, I never expressed before wow. uh, to other people, to myself, um, because it was all an exercise in imagination, right? Mm. In, you know, through your imagination, you should have no limitations. You know, so it was all about breaking through self-imposed limitations and really entertaining the possibility that um, I could have an alternate reality um, to, to pursue, to live it, right? So basically, you, know, you see all these things on this list and um, you know, once you see them, it's like, what do I, what do, I do with them, right? And, and a lot of times um, we're, we're able to potentially express that we want to achieve something or pursue something, but then we don't do anything with it, right? Okay. So the next step in the list was all about you know, can I see something on here that is kind of amazing or exciting that I would really, really, really love to chase after? And then do I have the courage to actually create an action towards it, right? So, so what I did through this exercise is I started picking up the phone and emailing people and, you know, the end result was, you know, leading me down a path that I never would have gone on, hmm. you know, had I not, number one, you know, done the exercise and then number two, had the courage to actually act on the things that were in the, within that exercise. So tell me, give me some examples of how is mental toughness critical with, specifically with respect to your company's success? Boy, I, you know, I think that um, anytime you're in a fast paced environment, even if you're not, um, just being able to have clarity of mind uh, in the moment is absolutely critical and being able to take action uh, for the common good in the present moment. Um, and then really just uh, having a calm about you, regardless of what it gets served up, um, you know, and having a, an attitude of gratitude, if you will, I hate to use that, uh, that, uh, that phrase, but uh, really, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's because uh, one thing we all know in, in the business world or really in any, any uh, endeavor, is there's going to be obstacles and just being able to embrace those with, with calm and with, um, you know, with clarity. Um, I think just serves us, uh, certainly serves us in the business world. And, and that's why for me, when, when we talk about mental toughness, when we talk about mental resiliency, you know, one of the things for me that becomes one of the bedrock things that really helps me is surrounding myself with the right people. Amen. And because having, so for me, it's all about what I intake. You, you know, we, we talk about it from a food, food perspective, like what do we allow into our bodies? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not just what comes in here. Mm -hmm. It's what comes in here. It's what comes in here. It's what mm -hmm. comes in here. And mm -hmm. when I get the right people around me and they're speaking life into me and, and 
they want what's best for me and they're not nitpicking at me and, and, and showing me what I'm already bad at. Like what I'm not, I know I'm struggling with that man, right. you know, like, but if you're telling me in a way to lift me up, to build me up, not to make yourself look better. And you're like, if that happens and that person just makes you want to be that much better for them and stand in the gap for them, man, it does for me, it does really huge things here. Mm. And it does really huge things in my heart. It's the mind control. Like, observing the thought and be like, nope, that's, I'm not going to go there. I'm just not going to believe that thought, right? Mm. So anyways, with the six-pack reference yeah. of abdominals, yes. it's understood very widely. I would think that even a 10-year-old would understand that you have to eat nutritiously, you have to work out, you have to put in the work, you have to you know, have a plan. But with, with mindset, it's almost like people don't think that they think that they, can, they need to get there tomorrow, and if it doesn't happen tomorrow, then they're just going to give up. You know, it's not like it's constant repetition in in reading. It's EFT tapping that I'm sure you know a lot about. It's you know surrounding yourself with the right people. It's there's just so many different factors that come into it. It's not just you know the what are you eating. It's not just the are you moving your body. It's just like these different pieces, the meditation that that come into it. If things don't go my way. And I know you, I remember you taught me this too. Well, I get mad, right? That, that, that that's not good if they, go, they, they don't go my way. Let's say I, I, I work towards something and I don't get what I want. And then I get upset. But here was the big thing that I caught, right? And it was this. It was that I figured when I, when I didn't get what I wanted, I would get upset. And then I would think that if I got really upset inside, if I got really emotional about it, that that would actually change something. Right? I get really pissed off about yeah. it and mm. that was going to change something. And I would go on these long drives and these long walks and I would do all this and I would just stay, I would brood. This is the word that oh, I found, oh, right? That oh, describes that's neat. Wow. I would brood, B-R-O-O-D, right? Thank that you. Means, <laughs> it, means, it means sit and saute in mm. your emotion. Okay? Wow. Do you remember, and here's what you told me because you, know, you, you gave me the tool catch on and replace, right? Yeah. And when we came back to this, you said, hey, Mike. You're not catching, owning, and replacing. You're not upgrading the thought. Well, you know what you're doing? You're catch, owning, and analyzing. Mm. Oh, hey, I'm really pissed off. I'm going to think about why I'm pissed off more. Instead of going, oh, I'm pissed off, that state doesn't serve me, and I'm going to upgrade that state to a state that does serve me.